0: Welcome, Elder Emos, on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast. Sit down with Elder Emo crew Sammet and Brittany as they sit down with Jason from Ivy Paint. Mm-hmm. Welcome. How are you? Hello, hello,
1: Thank you for having me. We
2: appreciate thank you for coming being on here.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's do. Yes, yeah, Beacon. We talked to you like what two or three days ago, and then now you're all of a sudden on the show. So thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate it. Absolutely, I
1: love doing this stuff.
0: <laughs> and your fans are going to be even more excited about it because they have been hunting us down to get you guys on the show since we started this podcast like a month ago. Really? So.
1: That's yes. awesome.
0: Um, so fans, you can stop harassing us. They're on here. We have Jason. <laughs> right. right. He's here. <laughs>
1: I'm here and I'm ready um, to go.
0: Right? So the way we always like to start our interviews off and everything is tell us the story about, like, you, how you guys came together. What's the story of Ivy Paint? Walk us through that.
1: Um. So... Ivy Paint started with um, our singer Sean Duong uh, going through a like typical high school breakup kind of thing. And I guess uh, his way of coping was writing a bunch of sad songs on like acoustic guitar. And eventually I guess he really liked the songs and decided to kind of bring it to life uh, as a band. And originally, um, I was not in the band and they were kind of just switching off random like local drummers for shows. And I was in a different band at the time. Um, and I was kind of looking for like a way out of that band. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I had <laughs> found, one ticket. uh, I had found Sean's band, Ivy paint and, I heard some of their like early music and demos and stuff and I was like I was like this music is so good but I looked and it's like it literally had no following at all no fans nothing and I was like this is so good why is nobody hearing this and I knew that they didn't have a drummer so I was like I'm gonna like inch my way into this band and kind of take everything that i learned from being in a crap ton of other bands for like six years prior and kind of help this guy and his band and get their actually get their music out there and get it in front of people because the songs were there and i knew he was incredibly talented and i just kind of made it my mission to try to to get it out there for him and so we kind of came together as this like team where sean's writing these songs And we're kind of, I'm trying to help like figure out how to get them out there to people. And I feel like it was kind of like a match made in heaven. And so we all kind of have different roles and different strengths in the band. Uh,
0: That's awesome. And so, yeah, that's kind
1: of how Ivy Paint was born. It was born out of Sean going through a breakup and me wanting to leave my other band. And we came together to make this this thing happen.
2: This masterpiece, if you will. Basically, you were like, you need a drummer and a promotion going on i'm your
1: guy yeah exactly exactly
2: that's awesome it's like here's my resume
0: (laughs) take me
1: literally literally
0: (laughs) that's awesome um so how long have you guys actually been playing together
1: um i believe i came into it so i think sean had started writing in 2018 but it wasn't really like a full fleshed out project until the end of 2019 or 2018 excuse me and then I came in around like mid 2019 I believe and then we started really just kind of practicing and booking like really small shows for like 20 people um to if that um and we had kind of gotten an opportunity from a promoter that I knew from my old band to play a show opening for the Ataris. Um, And we were like, all right, this is going to be it. This is going to, we're going to go from playing the like, (coughs) excuse me, it's like 20 people to like hundreds of people. And this is going to like kick off like the next step. So the show was slated for March 25th, 2020. And um, I think we all know what happened right before March 25th, 2020. So yep. that show was canceled. Um, I think I, I think that the world kind of shut down like a week before the show was supposed to happen. And we were working really hard to like market the show and get people to come out to see us and and show, you know, the Ataris and the, the promoter that like we can bring people and we're a band that you want to work with again in the future and stuff like that. Uh, show, was, show got postponed and then postponed again. And then the promoter... Retired and never heard anything since. Uh, <laughs> but we were like, basically, like, all right. Well, we can't play shows for the foreseeable future now. So let's um, let's work hard in the studio and let's work really hard at our internet presence and build a fan base online instead of in the local live show scene. And then hopefully, you know, our goal was that. We can build such a big internet presence that the day that shows come back we can play like our own headlining show and have all these people come out to like our first real show um and it could be like our own because we've built such a presence during the lockdown and stuff like that and that's pretty much what happened
0: so yeah that's awesome yeah so speaking of like playing with like the 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 Atari thing and then talking about your music and everything that you're doing you guys also released a track with Kellen Quinn
1: yeah that was awesome
0: of Sleeping With Sirens I think it's 50-50 correct yes
1: 50-50
0: so how was that experience
1: um very quick um so we kind of had noticed that Kellen Quinn was like kind of doing the same kind of thing on a smaller scale but like the same thing that Travis Barker's doing where he's like working with all these up-and-coming artists and kind of using his name to put people on essentially and so we're we literally were like well it's now or never if there's ever going to be a chance we're going to be able to work with him like now's the opportunity so shot him a dm on instagram and sent him like a snippet of the song and was like, Hey man, see so you're doing features. If you want to like hop on this song, it'd be awesome. I kid you not eight minutes later, he responded and was like, let's do it. And sent us a link to a site that we can work together on. Cause this was still, you know, during lockdown. So we had to do everything virtually sending stuff right. back and forth. Um, but the fact that he got back to us so quick was amazing. And, you know, I say eight minutes, but you know, a couple minutes, you know, had to have been spent listening to the song. So I'm like, he probably, he opened this like four minutes after I sent it to him, I guess. Um, so that was pretty cool. And I'm like, I was just surprised because I mean, I'm sure that dude like probably gets like a crap ton of DMs. So he must have literally been in his DM when we sent that to him, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So
1: we lucked out there and uh, yeah, total... Super nice guy, no like ego or rock star in him at all. And um, there was a part in the song um, that we intended to be instrumental, and we were like, we kind of gave him because uh, we had all the lyrics kind of written out, and the song was originally a back and forth between our singer and um, actually vocals from our old bass player. And we were like, we told Adam our old bass, player, we were like, hey, so we're just gonna ask. Kellen to do all of your parts um, so Kellen did and then he also we were like hey if you want to like if you hear anything else that you just want to throw in on your own uh, do it if you want like do do your thing and he like totally did this whole whoa somewhere in the ambit like over this part that was supposed to be completely instrumental and we we're like what and then and then he did that like scr- Kellen Quinn scream thing at the end uh, and, which was just like I felt that in my chest like oh my gosh um, but yeah super quick um, and uh, yeah it was amazing like if that's like you know a dream tell me 10 years ago when I'm a kid doing drum covers to sleeping with sirens in my garage that we're gonna have a song with it for the day like I wouldn't believe it so it was it was amazing
0: oh yeah I can only imagine what was like going through your head and stuff when that message popped up like and you were just like oh my god yeah, I was like, what?
1: nobody's gonna believe me when I tell them
0: this. <laughs> right, right. Because, like, we've we've experienced the same thing during this podcast. Like, a lot of people that, like, we've messaged that we're, like, super big fans of, we're like, you know what, we're just gonna, like, shoot our shot and see what happens. And then when we get a response, we're like, I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, because uh, we did that the other day with Hawthorne Heights. Oh, no know? way. Just kind of, like, shooting our shot. And then that evening we got a message back and they were like, "Hey, let's do it." I was uh, like, yeah. What? I was like, "Hold up. Am I dreaming? Did this happen?"
1: That's amazing. And then
0: it's just It's like it's one of those things like and they somebody said in another one of the interviews, "If you never shoot your shot, all you're doing is asking a question, you'll never know."
1: Exactly. You miss 100% of your shots you'll never you don't know. take, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So that's awesome. Similar same, same but different. But that's awesome for you guys. That's a big thing for you guys.
1: Oh yeah, like,
0: especially because it's it's Kellen Quinn. Like
1: we were like, oh my gosh, Sean also has like a high pitched voice, just like uh, Kellen Quinn. I showed the song to my dad, and he's like, I didn't hear the feature part. I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, second verse. I know they they both have that high pitched voice because my dad obviously doesn't know sleeping with sirens like that so he couldn't really differentiate
0: right (laughs) and i'll but i'll be honest like to to your dad's defense like the first time that i had heard this song like i could tell some of the difference for it but then i also really couldn't like listening to it two or three times i was like okay now i'm seeing the difference yeah uh when it comes because they're very similar when it comes to tone and vocality like they're very similar which is it's a that is a hot thing right now
1: Oh yeah, I mean that of was having one of that Sound's range influences, is, is complete, yeah.
0: So oh yeah, and uh, "Sleeping with Sirens" is one of my favorite oh, bands, yeah. Not gonna lie, them acoustic is "Sleeping with Sirens" is also the ones that introduced me to MGK. Oh really? Yeah, because they had um, oh god, what oh, was the, that song? Uh, Alone song, right?
1: In like yes, yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yes, because MGK had a feature on it. Yeah, that was like 2013 That's how... or something yeah that's that's how i found out about it. mgk was through sleeping with sirens oh yeah but you know what probably same now i think about it yeah because i and then the only other time that i would ever heard from mgk was when he decided to battle Eminem, and that was probably the worst thing of his rapping career
1: <laughs> i mean i was never really focused on his rapping anyway to be honest with you so i didn't even really pay much no, attention
0: but nobody ever stands from. up to nobody ever stands up to Eminem like no. that's that's asking for, that's a career ruiner all in itself. You know what, a it's a
1: career ruiner, but also, I think that he got what he wanted out of it, because ultimately, like, yes. all publicity is good publicity kind of thing. Yes. So, I mean, it worked either way. Yes. He, he, whether he oh, wins yeah. or loses the battle, he, his name got bigger overnight, and that only, like, reinforced his career. So, you know, <laughs> I get it.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, so, that's really exciting for you guys. You guys have a lot of things that have been happening for you over since we've discovered you. Um Helen Quinn obviously is a really big thing. Um talk to us about like what's what's coming up next for Ivy Paint. Like what do you guys have in the works? Things that you're allowed to tell us.
1: Um allowed to tell you, okay. Um actually in Because like... <laughs> 'cause we're
0: not trying to like push any push any boundaries together. <laughs>
1: um so I guess we'll start we just put out our first single of the year called "Bugging Out. And mm-hmm. our next is also doing
0: very well. <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you. Uh, our next single is coming out on March 25th. We haven't formally announced that yet, but we've kind of been hinting at it everywhere. So I'll say it. Um, and we're kind of doing a single every other month for all of 2022, and then at the end of okay. the year, or maybe January 2023, we're going to compile all of those singles with a couple more songs onto an album. Um, we have. We're actually the day after tomorrow we're packing up and heading to Texas to perform at South by Southwest uh, in Austin. So nice. yeah, um, our manager got That was kind of like the first official thing that our manager helped us get once we signed with him. Um, so that was awesome. And then...
0: That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh,
1: I have no idea what to expect, but I am hella excited just to get out of Florida. So, um, and then we've got one tour booked with a couple bands, which I cannot say yet. Um,
0: that's fine. And
1: then we have a second potential tour that's still just in the early talking stages with an even bigger artist. Um, and then, yeah, just those two tours, South by Southwest, um, and singles throughout the entire year with music videos. And we're just trying to really keep an internet presence going throughout the entire year and just hope to grow the band even bigger with each single that comes out. and. Um, you know, hopefully get to at least like 50,000 monthly listeners on Spotify by the end of the year. We're at like 22 or something right now. Um,
2: yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um. So question, with these tours coming up, are either of them going to be East Coast tours? Uh,
1: the first one is actually going to be exclusively East Coast. So
2: sweet so uh,
1: first one will be uh, exclusively the east coast second one i think we're trying to hit all over but again that second one is still in like the very early talking phases so i don't have much details um but the second one is going to be exclusively up the east coast so we will more than likely be hitting um every state
0: which means there's hope Brittany. we're good there is hope yeah where are you guys located i'm in in north carolina Okay, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> so, there's hope. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to see them on this tour that's yeah. happening at some said point at some yeah. point that we don't yeah. know about, but it's coming. we we'll be eventually. announcing it within yep. a month or that's two. Um, good, en- good enough. for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough for me. I can live yeah. off hope. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that for sure. Well, that's that's exciting. You guys have a very exciting 2022 planned mm-hmm. already, and it's only March. So congratulations Thank on you. that. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Especially definitely. now that life's getting back to normal. And March 25th seems to be a, a hot number right now because there's a lot of people that are releasing singles on March 25th. Maybe someday is releasing a single then. You guys are releasing one. Blueprint, Blueprint. is. Like, yeah. Like. We actually
2: just got off the. We actually oh, just got awesome. finished doing Yeah. That that's yeah. going to be a
1: competitive day. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Uh. I guess a lot of people will be on the internet listening to music that day so maybe it's a good idea (laughs)
2: yeah yeah we don't look at it as competitive we're like heck yeah we got all this new you know content we get to listen to i I
0: look at it as oh
2: look it's something else i can play on emo night (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um
0: so we have been playing 50 50 on our emo nights um as so we do emo nights every wednesday live on tiktok Um, and we've been playing those on there and a, everybody loves your music like and it pumps up they're like oh my god who is this like what is that and i was like oh it's ivy paint and then i think it was it might have been their name on tiktok is i think it, i think it was spricy spricy art and mm-hmm. Devin, um who is hey there i'm Devin. um both of them were like have you checked these guys out yet like you need <laughs> to get them on your show like do whatever you have to get them on your show And I was like, okay, like, I'll I'll get them on the show. Like, I listen to them. We follow them. Um, So very proud of you guys. Just meeting you guys and all these exciting things that you guys happening. Thank you. That's that's really awesome for you guys, especially being something that's relatively newer when it comes to the different things. That's a whole lot of amazing stuff happening. And it sounds like it's only going to be even more amazing if the second thing that we can't talk about, but kind of talk about, but might not happen, but might happen, comes out and does and works for you guys. That'll be even better. Um, Now, uh, one question that we really like to to ask our bands, too, because it tells us a lot about you as an individual when we ask this question. Um, Do you, what, what all do do you know about know about MySpace?
1: Um... Let's see. I know MySpace was like a. It was something similar to Facebook, not completely, but the same kind of concept. Um, I know you did. There was a lot of drama back in the day in regards to the top eight. Um, (laughs) I was was alive during MySpace, uh, but I was like, you know, at the point where, like, I was too young to be allowed to have it. Uh, I was like 10 or 11 and I wasn't allowed to have MySpace. Um, But a lot of my friends had it. So I've seen it. Um, I know how um, it was probably like one of the pioneers for, you know, self-marketing yourself musically on the internet. So, you know, it kind of paved the way Mm -hmm. for kind of what things like Instagram and TikTok are now in regards to, you know self-promotion and marketing instead of having to sign to a big record label to get your name out there um
0: oh yeah so myspace is one of the the perks about myspace you're right on all accounts but one of the really cool things about myspace is on your myspace profile you can have a song on your myspace profile and it was a song that it didn't matter what was on your MySpace, your profile song told everybody everything they needed to know about you, of whatever your MySpace song was. I had a lot of embarrassing ones back in the day, I'm not going to age myself, but if you had MySpace today, if that was still apparent, and you had MySpace today, what would your profile All song right,
1: be? wow, hitting me with the tough questions. Um, wow. Um... I think it would either be "Iris" by the Goo Goo Dolls. Sadly, not the "Sleeping with Sirens" version. I do like that version, but "Iris" mm. by the Goo Goo Dolls is my favorite song of all time. Um, and the song "Melancholy Kaleidoscope" by All Time Low is another one that may be there, just because of the message and the lyrics of that song are very important to me. Um, yeah, probably those two songs. "Melancholy Kaleidoscope" is not even one of my favorite songs. It's just a or "Guts" by that same band yeah probably those those two songs you know lyrically just mean a lot to me so it would probably be those
0: yeah Brittany and i uh britney and i were around when all time low was playing local shows in maryland i've seen them 10 times i got to see them (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow i love all time low i love all time low they're one of my favorites hands down i've only seen them once but they're hands down one of my favorite bands they can't Every record they drop is a bad Oh yeah, and they like, do they such can't a good job at music. like
1: tastefully evolving their band over the years. Like some bands kind of do a one hundred and eighty, but like their thing is like slowly building over time instead of doing this drastic change. With the exception of like Last Young Renegade, maybe, but like you know they're very good at that. I think.
0: Yeah. They, it's like I feel like they keep their core sound that everybody knows and loves, and just like yeah, adds, and then I think their last album, of sugar "Wake Up
1: Sunshine," it. almost to me sounds like a greatest hits album in the sense that it kind of each song, yes, like that's a it's a long album, it's like fifteen songs or something, and each song you could place on a different all time low album, but it doesn't all out. Th- so it's like this one could have been on this album, and this song yes. could have been on this album, and so. It kind of sounds mm-hmm. like they recorded like a greatest hits album of all the different things they've done over the years, combined into one album. And I love that. That's
0: a good way to oh, look yeah. at hits it. Down. Yeah. Although nothing I personal actually is always going to be my favorite
1: the, album. The I re-recorded "It Nothing Personal" album. I just think it has more depth. See,
0: I like the original. "Weightless" has always been like that. Is "Weightless" has always been my right? I
1: freaking love that song.
0: Like like the whole maybe it's not my weekend but it's gonna be my year has been like I my life being like motto since and that and like song came out. I remember being posting
1: that on Facebook at midnight like being all, like super cringe and all that like <laughs> <laughs> like midnight on New Year's Eve Oh <laughs> like, I did the same thing. It's gonna thing. be my year. Edgy. Like... Oh my
0: God, God he even he just attacked me cause I still do that and I'm 30.
2: <laughs> like <laughs>
0: It wasn't a phase, proof. Mom. There's proof. <laughs> um, yeah, they they can't put out a bad album, and oh, yeah. I mean they're so fun. They put on such a good show. Um, so the the other thing that we like to ask um, anybody that comes on our show, more of the the fun side of things. So, Friend Circle. Um, I don't know if you've heard them, Friend Circle. They're out of New Jersey. Um, they're Friend Circle with no vowels, all capital letters. Okay. You can't miss them. They're very Blink-182 vibes. And they came on the show, and we always talk about how, like, when we go to do an interview or something, we get super nervous before going into any types of interviews because, like, the people that we interview, like, we're fans of your music at the same time. So it's like, okay, we've only interacted over a message. We've never, like, talked to them, so they could be something totally different than what we're expecting. Or maybe they're going to hate us afterwards. We're not sure. (laughs) So we were talking to – friend circle about that and they were like I mean like this we've had fun in this interview because it's not like one of our last interviews where they asked us a really random question and I was like okay well curiosity killed the cat what's that question he told us the question and it's turned into one of the most hilarious questions we've ever asked on the show to any any band or artist so I'm gonna ask you this question Jason if you could be any sandwich which sandwich would you be and why? Any
1: sandwich. <laughs> what sandwich would I be and why? Yes, we've got
0: some interesting peanut butter answers and jelly. too.
1: Because who doesn't love peanut butter and jelly? I'm just saying. Like, like I think it's it's a very True. safe sandwich. True. Um, it's a very easy sandwich to make, very quick, um, and it reminds you of simpler times. So I'm going to say peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> okay, Perfect. but
0: are we using? Grape I think jelly grape, or grape strawberry jelly, strawberry just strawberry. because that's
1: what I grew up on. But I do love the strawberry jelly. I just didn't discover that until much later on. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Grape jelly wait, wait, for crust the, or the no win. Pressed?
2: I am yes. Team Grape
1: Jelly. Okay, I'm. I'm either. I'm, I'm either. Crust. Or. Yeah.
2: no. Now that i mean i'm either or crust, but like <laughs> now that i'm older crust. but when i was younger mm.
0: although i do love to eat oh, an yeah. uncrustable not gonna lie yeah. uncrustables yeah. are hidden yeah oh. but even if they had a crust <laughs> i would eat them either way yeah <laughs> it's fine um now talk to me about some of your personal influences i know we've talked about a lot of different artists um i know all time low i can kind of gauge as one of your favorites sleeping with sirens is probably on that list as well. But what are some of the influences for you personally? Because being a drummer, that's a different field um, when it comes to influences. And then as a band, um, what for are some me are influences as a drummer, aside from Sleeping with Sirens?
1: Um, the two album, like two bands that I love to listen to specifically in regards to drums, would be number one, the Foo Fighters. We don't sound like the Foo Fighters, but I do love just kind of like the fills that they choose to do. Um, the energy that they that you can just hear even if you're not actually watching them play like you can hear the energy in that room um another one that i've modeled a lot of fills that i've chosen to do would be mayday parade um i think they have a great solid drummer i'm not someone that you know i consider myself more of a in the pocket drummer a drummer that's not there to stand out but more there to serve the song um but still kind of try to be fancy with fills at the same time and i think that that's something that mayday parade does perfectly um you know i'm not there to play a 10 minute drum solo or anything like that um uh so i would say um the album monsters in the closet by mayday parade um you go listen to that album. That is probably one of my favorite albums in regards to drum fills that aren't like hardcore metal drum fills or anything like that. And then, um, as far as the band is concerned, um, that's fair. We really love, uh, the band with confidence. Um, uh, if you, our song head rush was almost like very much inspired by Voldemort. Um, such a good one, right? Voldemort is such a good song. song. Uh, I love that
0: song, (laughs) too. Yeah, I do.
1: so that's definitely one. Another band that, um, Ivy Paint has taken a lot of influence would be, um, the band As It Is, especially their first two albums. Uh, So good, I just saw them a couple weeks ago. Um, Oh my
0: god, I love As It Is. And then,
1: um, yeah, I'd say With Confidence and As It Is really kind of laid the groundwork for, like, what inspired Our sound. We're taking a million different directions in this new upcoming cycle of songs. We're getting a lot more influenced by kind of the new wave thing that's going on where you can, where it's okay now to like play with some electronics and some synth and trap beats and all that. Uh, And just kind of trying to keep the genre moving and not sounding dated but still sounding like us at the same time. that's been really fun because even five years ago i don't think i would have seen myself doing something like that and as you mature and grow and start listening to more different types of music like uh the 1975 bring me the horizon you get you start to hear these like kind of keyboard and synthesizer sounds that are really cool and try to think of like how can you incorporate this into your pop punk band whilst and still sound like you though so that's been really fun uh, to play with stuff like that so we're kind of getting influenced by you know many different bands but at the core it's bands like As It Is and With Confidence and those, that kind of thing
0: I discovered As It Is a couple of years ago and yeah. their song what is it their song Okay Ooh. like the acoustic version of that song <laughs> it wrecked me oh my god did it wreck me dial it's tones. so it's good though Best kiss so good and dial tones the acoustic version of dial tones oh it's so good so good um but speaking of like adding that flair and everything into your songs and everything and have like the genre being more open to that than it was a couple years ago um have you heard the the cover of um uh, oh my god, what is that song? Bad habits. 10 out of 10. Uh, Bring me the Horizon and Ed Sheeran. Mm-mm. I was going to ask. I was like I was like that's that's kind of, I feel like that song is like a mix of everything oh, that yeah. the genre that, no. is right now. Bring me the Horizon like, the is one of those things for it.
1: um of that. I think Bring Me The Horizon's going to be around forever because they don't they don't keep up with the trends. They're the trend setters. I think that they're always like two years ahead of what mm-hmm. eventually becomes popular like you know whatever they were doing on like that's the spirit that album like a, a few years ago bands are just now catching up to and they're already on to something else and by mm-hmm. the time everyone catches up to what they're doing now they're gonna be choosing to do some new innovative thing they really kind of set the bar um and set the trends and I really respect them for that same with the 1975 you know they've uh they're not necessarily a rock pop punk anything like that but they've found a way to infiltrate the music industry in such a way that now you can hear essence of their sound in pop music rock music like country music like e- indie music like everything nowadays kind of has like a little bit of that flair of that like funk thing that they're doing like um very influential even if you don't realize it right off the bat like everybody kind of in their list of 20 bands that they love has will like add the 1975 in there they're very innovative love
0: it. Oh yeah completely completely yeah that that cover came on I think I saw it on TikTok the first time when they did it live <laughs> and I was like... It was like one of those things that I didn't know that I needed in my life. And I was like, oh my god. Oh Because yeah. Bring Me The Horizon is one of those bands that did a completely 180 when it comes to their genre. Because back like when Britney oh, and yeah, I were in like high school, Bring Me The then. Horizon was hard. Like, they were hard. They were a hardcore band. Mm, right. Yeah. And now they've dived more into this uh, pop punk screamo type of thing. And it's like... I feel like this... The genre that they're in now. Uh, that
1: that uh, that die for you song like that they put out. The so someone called it post Malone part. core, because he because in that in that one party like, you know that 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 uh, pre and I'm like that sounds like post Malone.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god! Oh my god! Okay, but people yeah, also whatever. think that post Malone <laughs> discovered Ozzy Osbourne, like. <laughs> like it hurts my soul a little bit or that uh, MGK whatever. discovered Travis Barker. Don't give those people any attention. And I'm like stop it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's
0: don't like deserve do you- it. They don't deserve it, but, like, it hurts my soul. I was like, do you not know Blink-182? And they're like, yeah, I listen to Blink-182 all the time. (laughs) I will say,
1: though, like, you know.
0: You're contradicting yourself right now. (laughs) It's
1: what he's doing, you know. come on. It's good for the genre. A lot of people that I know personally in my personal life would have never started listening to pop punk if they didn't hear the MGK songs on the radio, and it was a gateway for them to discover bands that I like. So, you know, I'll give them that. It's not my, it's not really like my cup of that, tea. But, Do you hear that,
0: Brittany? Do you hear that, Brittany? You
1: know, as this, someone who's trying to make it in that industry, no. if he's making the genre more popular, that's only going to help me. So I can't mm-hmm. give him too much crap for it because a rising tide lifts all boats. So, you know, if I'm on, if I'm on a boat, and if MGK's is lifting the tide mm-hmm. on the boats and I'm on a boat, you know, thanks, See, Brittany? Man.
2: I get it. Yeah, I get <laughs> See, it. But.
0: He's the second person tonight. That agrees with me. Nah.
2: We had I'm So not. we had our
0: emo sleepover uh, podcast episode last night where we actually streamed live, all of us talking about the different things. And we had this exact conversation. And all of them were like completely against this whole MGK thing. And I'm like, look, I might not like what MGK is putting out. Like I don't think his song is it it, like
1: it's nothing special at all. The
0: song "Emo Girl" is not no, just no. Uh, No, the guy who redid it
2: though it's amazing. Yes,
0: but it's bringing the attention attention to the genre, and it's helping everybody out. At the end of the day. Because, like, the same reason why we started this podcast is we want to give these new up-and-coming artists a place for them to go and show their music and, like, talk about their things and do everything for them. Yeah, I mean, I can't be the, the one thing. that just, we just didn't chooses a who's going to be Willow. the one
1: that's going to do it is. for everyone. <coughs> yeah. If he's the one that does it, fine. I wish it was someone else, but as long as someone's doing it and it's mm-hmm. working, right? I can't, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it because I need it to happen <laughs> if, if I want to make it.
2: no i i don't have a problem with them personally <laughs> i just hey two weeks yeah. their
1: own i'm not gonna like, hate on this new stuff
2: i'm not a fan two like eh. yeah yeah
0: well apparently it's about uh personally i think What's he's just name? pandering and i think that that song was General's literally body.
1: written to become a tiktok trend and
0: Like, okay, studio, okay. Like, I, I, right, I, like, I like that viewpoint. I didn't think about that. I like that too. What's really popular on
1: TikTok sense. right now? Emo girls. Emo girls. Alright, let's go. Like yeah. And what happened? Oh, and there's a million <laughs> girls on TikTok that are like <laughs> dressing up emo and then lip syncing to the song. Like, you know, he, the man knows what he's doing. He's not an he's, <laughs> But
2: see...
0: At the same yes, but at the same time, it also deep down in my soul infuriates me a little bit because I would get my ass kicked in high school when I was an emo girl, and now it's like now it's okay, and I'm like, for real, you bunch of posers. Yeah, it's like it's
1: like man, I got my ass kicked in high school for it. Now you're telling me it's okay? I would have loved it, Jesus.
0: Yeah, but then we wouldn't have yeah. been right. special. I would have been okay, and it wouldn't have been so Think bad. I wouldn't have been that weird theater kid that just like. I mean, yeah. I grew. <laughs> yeah, I liked being different. I mean, yeah, but then <laughs> I grew. I grew up with emotional trauma and tattoos, so
1: you know, be, being an emo kid dead. gave me a reason to feel different, and which made me feel more like an individual. So you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, game of music also oh, yeah. had me hating my dad for no reason but you know the song Simple Plan put a damn good song together about it <laughs> which I think is also kind of crazy that now that a lot of the bands that we were listening to back then uh, are all making a comeback right now like Alexis on Fire is releasing stuff Scaring Kids Scaring Kids just released a new single Simple Plan and Sum 41 are going oh, yeah. on tour together uh, Dashboard Confessional and Jimmy Eat World are going on tour together, like... Oh, yes, God. and think about that this, like, Hawthorne it. Heights just released a new album. Last Frickin' Limp Biscuit just released a new statistically album. Statistically speaking, was Altai biggest
1: year oh, I
2: like, forgot.
1: There's, there's... there's oh yeah. it's like, you know... Because they released in, an album the in the middle of a pandemic that was that nothing but asshole. viral. Like, there's a, there's a a butterfly effect and it's helping everyone. So I'm, I, you know, can't, can't complain about it too much.
0: I'm just really glad that art, like the scenes making a comeback all the way around. Cause it feels like, uh, the scene just took like, it Mm -hmm. took like its own mini vacation for a couple years. And then it just was like, okay, we're back. We're taking our scene back. Like, let's do this all of the old bands are coming out of the woodworks. And especially with the announcement of when we were young, like that also has like brought so many more things and bands out of the woodwork. Like a lot of the bands that were on that lineup weren't even together anymore. And now it's all like, hey, surprise. We're dropping an album in a month. I'm here for it. The hell are you talking about? You're still alive? Like,
1: (laughs) And it feels like the genre Oh, I do too. Like the the nostalgia is from like you know 2006 to 2009. They had this whole like bright neon pop punk thing going on, where like with the colorful clothes and the the neon monster merch and all that. It was very like fun. And then you had like that like 2013 to 2016 like Tumblr era pop punk, where it was like it was like the long baggy shirts and the snapbacks, and I love that stuff. But it was very like depressing. And and like just angry and and now it feels like the genre is getting fun again and it's getting colorful again and it's like it makes me do this and not and, and bob my head instead of like want to like crawl in a corner and like cry to the story so far like no disrespect but I'm I'm loving. <laughs> Because I always love the kind of pop punk music where the lyrics <laughs> oh are sad, but like unless you're actually dissecting what they're saying, it sounds happy, like sonically. And I feel yeah. like that that thing is real. That style of pop punk, yeah, it's like, and that thing is really making yeah. a, a comeback. You know, yeah. if you listen to like like you know Mod Sun, Jaden, and these like solo pop punk artists that are coming out right now, it's like it's fun, it's catchy, it's not just all about like screaming about like sad stuff like it's still sad music but it's it's fun it's catchy it makes me want to jump it even if it's a sad song lyrically, it still makes me feel good right you know
2: yeah
0: right
1: yeah exactly like,
0: right it's it's much more therapeutic but in a in a in a better way than just being raw because like I feel like in a lot of the eras that we were in, the music was so. Like, think wrong, about like we're talking about that wait it was lists just like that. That was everybody's know, mentality. About where everybody was, and it, now it's right. just
1: like. But like it's fun. Like it makes you smile and rock out when you listen to it, and so, and I think that that mm-hmm. kind of thing that really died in two thousand nine, yes. is is making and a I comeback actually... in the scene, and I I am so here for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was when I graduated high school. My soul died when I graduated high school because then I had to be
2: an adult, so I agree. (laughs) Oh, my soul died a whole year before yours did. (laughs) I know, I know. Um,
0: But yeah, I I think it's all therapeutic. Everything's making a comeback, but it's all making a comeback so much stronger than it was. And there's so many more people that are like that are coming out with it and being a part of it and supporting it. And um, we were talking to being on TikTok and everything. TikTok is its own game in itself. Like if you can understand how TikTok works, you can do just about anything. And one of the things that we like, we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast and like we've talked to both creators and artists. And some of the people that we've talked with brought up a good point. Like, we were talking to um, Devin, who is... Hey, there, I'm Devin. He does song reviews on TikTok. And then we were talking to Gary KW, who goes by Emo Uncle Phil. Um, We were talking to him, and he also does the song reviews and stuff like that. But he's also, like, an elder emo, like we are. And talking with them, it was just kind of, like, one of those things, like... Devin said it the best, that, hey... They're doing the song reviews to, like, help the artists get better artistically when it comes to, like, how to kind of... Because, I mean, they're both producers. Like, how to help personalize the sound and make it a little bit better and just kind of reviewing the things in front of everybody. And then there's people like us that are doing focusing on the artists themselves and being like hey let's introduce you to the artists and for that it's like we're i love that we're creating this small community or contributing to this community of making it unstoppable for those that are up and coming so i was like that's kind of like the best way to put it because that's what we want to do like the scene right now is so strong because we had a promotion company in 2000
2: what seven 2008 it was no it wasn't 08 i feel like it was six and seven. seven oh six and oh seven so we i mean we, we were both still in high school
0: yeah because we i mean we had a promotion company then so we were doing this same thing but <laughs> on a myspace level podcasts were not a thing yeah. Ele- electronics and things like that we were still on dial-up internet so yeah. i mean it's like now us re- it came full circle for us and to with social that media it's so much easier to reach that's out right out to now that's people. coming out of the woodwork like
1: like like you know, fifteen years ago, your favorite artist felt like, untouchable. It's... You know, and now it's yes. it's a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a lot more personal. Like, like you, I feel yes. like social media really like humanized the artist, uh, which makes it easier for everyone involved. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it gives but it also gives you guys a chance to be more up and personal with your fans and stuff too. to let them connect to you guys to know that hey, we're not we're not just an album or we're not just music. like we're real people too. And it helps them to get to know you guys at the same time because I'm the type of person that I love music and things that I listen to, but if I can also see how a band is in real life, it makes me fall in love with them even more. And I feel like TikTok's allowing you guys to do that because you're still promoting your music at the same time, but you're also showing them who you are in real life. So people are like, "Like, I love them. They're so cool. They're so fun. They're so funny. Like, they're great yeah. personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've only... like We started this a month ago, and we've already had 20-something interviews, and we've got, like, 20-something more, and we're releasing season one this week. So... It's just like all the artists that we've met have been so nice and so like for it and supportive, and not just in the fact of like, oh, hey, like we're glad we're on your podcast, like thanks for the support. Like they're shooting us messages of, hey, you need to check this band out, you need to look at these guys, hey, shoot your shot here, and it's just like you guys should definitely hit up. Right now is so much more supportive than it was ten years ago. Yeah, for everybody. We, we have. have so we have a video fact. out. Yeah, we have a video out for them. Fun fact: We've been trying to get Mag Park on this show since the beginning, mm-hmm. and we have commented on <laughs> videos. We have sent them a message on Instagram. We even made a TikTok calling them out to come me. on our show. <laughs> oh, I was in there. And yeah. the other night, Brittany and I, because Brittany and I take forever to upload in this system. Brittany and I were sitting here and we were talking, and Magnolia Park went live on the tour with Mayday. And you were in there because I saw you in there. And I shot my shot right then and there. I was like, yo, want you on your podcast? Like, I want you guys on this podcast. And they turned around and they were like, Elder Emo Hours, we see you. We've been seeing you. Like, we know somebody that you want recommended. us on there-
2: somebody, <laughs> yeah, recommended somebody recommended that you. we talk
0: to you we see you, we're just too busy right now. <laughs> I was like, as long as you see me, that's fine. I'm willing well, yeah, to wait Those dudes are great. I'm sure great know, they'll come on at some point. I want you on the
2: podcast. They're like, so we we'll be getting them up again in like three weeks when they're off door.
1: <laughs> oh, I love those dudes. Those guys are awesome. And
2: yeah. then,
0: I'm not going to lie, I am a huge fan of the home team and Arrows in Action.
1: <laughs> those dudes are great. I've talked to them many times. They're super yeah, nice.
0: Well, we got them on the show, and I thought I was going to throw up. Oh wow! <laughs> it's like, yes, I have an arrows and action tattoo. So, yeah, She's and like dedicated. it's, I'm I'm not a, like I'm not weird about it. Like the uncomfortably numb song like came out when I was in a really really bad part of my life, and it did it did save my life in one way or another because of how it happened. So I was like, you know, I need to commemorate this moment. And the handwriting that I have in it is Vic's handwriting. So they've known about it since the beginning. Like, it's not just like, I was like, oh my god, arrows in action, I have you on my body. Like, no, like, it was thoroughly thought out.
2: But no, it's a, cool. it's an awesome tattoo. Yeah. Hey. No, wait, show me your. I, like, I can't. It... Oh. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I mean, awesome. it's upside down, but. Yeah. It's
2: like flowers
0: and band aids yeah.
2: and. Vic's handwriting. Yeah. But like yeah, it is an awesome tattoo, I love it. It
0: just, it it freaks me out. Oh, like, we just played a show with Super, I love like, those guys. Like, huge fans of, like you guys, and <laughs> Airs in Action, and the home team, and Blueprint, and Felicity, and...
1: Oh yeah, we were talking I... about
0: I oh, love them. So,
2: Drew... Uh, we, we are trying to get yeah, to we were Florida, fallout, so boy. maybe you guys can play again together, so we can <laughs> be there. <laughs>
1: Were yes. you on the? Were you on the warped winter? That was so fun! Oh my gosh, I love that. Shut nice. up! I mean, I oh my god! Music, it was nice to take a break and like not. That's I was so
2: jealous season. I couldn't go to any of those shows. <laughs> I was so like, mad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh wow.
2: Yeah, I missed, I missed their set.
1: I missed their set because we were on because Drew right and Damien came on the so we show. Were back they were the first ready.
0: interview we ever did. And, like Getting
1: all our yeah. like drum situated. Yeah, and all talk that. about intimidating. So I, I, I could hear them, but I unfortunately was not able to watch their set because we were getting ready for our set. Oh no. <laughs>
0: The only reason why we got to see it was because Damien decided to go live yeah. on TikTok. So we were watching it and messaging back and forth on Facebook, yeah. like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like that. I would love, I know that they, yeah, I think, uh, Warped Twitter or something YouTube. that they do we every have year full or video twice a year, of maybe. Sugar we're going down and we would love to get down to see that. I didn't even know y'all were Fallout Boy. Uh-oh. hell yes we're doing it They're great. we can we can put that in our youtube playlist Let's on do our it. youtube channel
1: I've, i oh think i've known God. them for like five that's years that's awesome or i love felicity
0: yeah. i'm currently wearing their merch at this moment <laughs> i've got their sweatshirt on
2: yeah they <laughs> definitely they they definitely made us feel like better about the whole thing because like she said they were our first interview so we're just like oh god like what are we doing what are we doing but they were so awesome they really were they'd like and then after the interview we were like yeah this was our our first ever
0: interview they were like no
1: it's not like look up yeah look up television supervision. look up sonic (laughs) halls felicity magnolia park like everyone down here they're all home we're all homies and oh yes. yes
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I feel like there's something in the water in Florida yeah. because almost all now. of the yeah, bands sure. that we have spoken to over the last month have all been from Florida yeah so I feel like uh, there's, there's no, something I mean, in the yeah. water
1: I honestly can't tell you I think there's just you know one one wow. great but like, what band is it is it Disney one. is the and magic it's actually a, happening a effect look <laughs> well, specifically orlando though there's a lot happening specifically in our city of
0: orlando florida which is Florida, man. Really we great. need to go to florida i've never oh, yeah. been to yeah. florida so we need to go to oh florida. yeah
1: I, I live five minutes from disney world i can watch the fireworks yeah. from my apartment window my balcony uh, so you're
0: awesome. in orlando too yeah okay Ooh, that, I used oh to my work God. at Halloween Horror Nights as a scare actor. So we're going fun. to Orlando. You know what? Better yet, yeah, let's so go there in, in October the so we I'm can also go to Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights at wild. Universal.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, I got him kicked out. I'll get him kicked out. Did fun, you so. really?
0: <laughs> what? Oh, no. It's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. Oh, yeah, you get such a oh. rush. But oh, I mean you God. can probably you can probably attest to this too. But scaring grown ass people is like the most satisfying thing ever. Yes. Okay, so fun fact, aside from that, I do special effects makeup for film. Yeah. Like that's what I do outside of this. So like that type of stuff, I live for that stuff. I teach at haunted house conventions across the United States. Like I live for that stuff. So <laughs> but scaring a grown ass man is the most satisfying thing ever especially <laughs> if it's a especially if it's a military guy like i've been Very punched powerful, a time really, or two from yes. scaring somebody but then when i realize that they're like oh, oh that guy's yeah, a I, marine I, I i'm I I like oh years, but you just I got scared so by me it. like it's exhausting <laughs> it Cause so you're doing it, you're doing it from satisfying. 4 p.m
1: to 2 a.m although i get and scared then you about, still about everything will go work a day job like exhausting and you're oh no it's hard i was i mean i'm not old now i'm 25 now but i was like 17 18 and had a lot more time and energy Mm -hmm. it's hard i still have plenty of energy but like i would i'm not doing that hey same i feel you i feel (laughs) you
0: I was going to say, if in, you're going to sit here and tell me you don't have any energy at 25 and I'm over here at 30 going to bed at 830 at night, like, come
2: on.
1: For me, it was 24. I swear to you and I'm not making this up. I wake no, like have to after agree. I, turn 24, I
2: think my, my energy already. level dropped after, like, 22. I kid like, like you not, and they have, <laughs> they
1: have not stopped hurting since. Yeah, but I'm also sitting down, so... Uh,
0: oh, no! <laughs> okay, but... You're also a drummer, so you use your joints a lot more than most people do.
1: People don't then, realize playing. But still drums it doesn't matter. Cardio. You're still
0: like, like I am also a drummer, workout. so you're like, still I doing have... a lot of things with your joints that most people don't Our do with their joints, show? and you're doing yeah. it consistently. I literally got went backstage after
1: the oh, show. Completely. I went behind the venue.
2: Yeah, That's um, why you guys are always so sweaty. And I 20. threw up
1: because I was just so, like, exhausted from how much energy I gave, <laughs> like, like, it, that was a good job. <laughs> oh my god. I could see it, though. I could see it,
2: though.
0: I could see it, though. Yeah, like, uh, see, I don't have, I have no coordination. At all, I'm the clumsiest person you'll ever meet. I don't have hand-eye coordination to save my life, but I don't know what it is. I can drum, like I've got the hand and foot coordination. No other. coordination. I would say, drumming
1: messed me up as a kid, though, because yeah, when I was a kid, like, I was also weird. a dancer, and so Although, I did like, like tap. Brittany and, and I were in a band. The only, only thing we could really I play was so Beverly much Hills stronger on one foot from the kick pedal that I would go into tapping, and I would be so much stronger on one foot and tap because I was working it double time as a drummer that it it messed me up in tap <laughs> oh
2: yeah
0: He's so like, no, <laughs> yeah no dude i was the same way like mm-hmm. i was the dancer too and i also did the drum so i feel like dancing is what helped me have the coordination for the drums like when I started playing because I quit dance and then started doing drums like a year later and I had yeah, so much better rhythm coordination too. I still like, can't walk to like drumming life. came but so naturally to I feel like I that helped so much with 12, the coordination because you needed been in one since
1: I was five and you so also really needed in drums timing, or ain't, ain't nothing to like, happen you know all of that so drumming came very natural to yeah. me um dance also helped me in the sense that like by the time I started playing my first show as a drummer, I was not nervous because I had been getting on stage in some way, shape or form my entire life. I was not afraid to be in front oh, yeah. of people at all. And that's one thing I am am proud of is that like not in the least cocky way possible, I do not get stage fright ever. I'm just excited because I've been, I've been on stage literally since I was five years old. It's like where I belong. So I do not get afraid at all.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. And it also that's makes awesome, me think though. about, like, that's awesome. That's, a, that's a, show a good background. Together. And it definitely not helps.
0: just like, like playing
1: songs, but like.
0: From one drummer like, the, to the other who has similar background, who did drums it helps in I'm not
1: just thinking about performing our songs. I'm thinking um, about, like, oh. putting a perfect show together and doing a performance. Like, I tell my bandmates, like, we're going to do, let's do a run through of the set where you turn your guitars off and we put the song on Spotify or whatever and we just mimic it so you can literally just focus on getting your performance good. Like, because it's so important.
2: (laughs) I literally feel like he is the male version of you. (laughs) I'm... Like just listen like <laughs> theater, dance, drums,
1: like I think we do. I have all my of besties. those
0: backgrounds.
2: He's and literally, yes. and... <laughs> he's the male version of you. <laughs>
0: oh Did we just become best friends? Did that just happen right now? We just became best friends. Okay, Brittany, oh you can god. leave <laughs> now because Jason and I <laughs> got it from this point
2: forward. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god.
0: I, like That's when you were so talking funny. about that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've done the same yeah. thing. I did it." And then, and then he worked with the I was horror not a good stuff, dancer, and though. you worked with the I will say stuff that
1: I was too. not a good dancer. <sighs> my
0: mind it was not my what? calling. I, just I was also being a theater stage. kid. I was always the dance captain yeah. in theater. Like,
2: yeah, no need for me to be here, guys. Stay, stay. Thank
0: you. See.
1: See, I, I mean, was one of the I was. Worst see, I, on I the team everything until we did tap. tap. I was up front. Now, I like, okay. Always, like every every tap, year at the competition, tap was like my only solo. thing that I could. Like, that was the my thing solo that I was, was good tap, at. It was the only thing I was decent. But. At. <laughs> <coughs> oh, same, same. I'll never lose that. Like, I've lost flexibility. Yep. I didn't really have much to begin yep. with like yep. I can't do, like, four I do it like, anymore, but, like, th- like, combo, I, you, I still do it like if I'm sitting like if I'm sitting down somewhere or just standing somewhere
0: I'm still doing tap moves because I always have to be moving like no
1: do it do it what's stopping you
0: right whatever
1: hey, whatever oh yeah Stop. totally
0: I've wanted to even now to like start doing tap again just to do it because I miss it like I'm, I'm fat <laughs> Same so. old
1: Same.
0: I am. But like, okay, but like, I also, so when I, when I went into competitive dance, I had to do ballet. Okay. I fucking hate ballet. It's the worst. I hate it. I love to watch it. I hate to do it. And being, yes, no, I love point. I can't do point. But being, okay. I have always been a big kid. Like I've always been a bigger kid my entire life. So let me tell you, when I had to do ballet for the first time and they put my big ass in a fucking Aww. leotard with a big ass tutu on. I'm sorry, y'all. It was I had to back out the front door of my house and I thought my mom was going to have a stroke. She was laughing so hard. I never want to do ballet again. <laughs> Ever. And we did the, We did it to a song called Spanish uh- Panic. I'm gonna I'm change like, scenery real oh, yeah. quick so I can plug oh, my yeah. phone I in. Oh yeah, was like, you should. And we were ah. all wearing red. I was like, you should have made me the damn bull at this point. Couldn't no, do it. No, I'm coming Couldn't out of the do closet. It. All right. Love to watch it. Couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, and we're back.
0: <laughs> we're not in the closet anymore. <laughs> 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 All right. Change of scenery. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. It's kind of weird that you and I have very similar upbringings and backgrounds when it comes to that. So that's that's terrifying. And it's awesome all at the same time. Um, God. OK, well, Jason, <laughs> we have we have Thank hit you. over an hour at this point. I'm sure we could sit here and talk for the rest of the night if we really wanted to.
1: Thank you for having uh, me. But I love this stuff. I know you're do you want to have you've me got again? a lot of Please exciting do. things that are stuff.
0: happening for you and for the band and everything else. So congratulations on all of that. We Hell thank yeah. you for taking the time to come hang out with us. Like I said, you've been very, you guys have been, <laughs> yes, all the time. You you are more than welcome to come hang out with us anytime. Um, your fans can stop harassing me now. We have had Ivy Paint on the show. Please do not send, do not send your torch and pitchforks. I am not Shrek. We've got them on the show. They're here. Um, We'll be playing their songs on our emo nights. Um, You can go out and check out Ivy paint. You can find them on Spotify, Apple music, TikTok, Instagram, all of the places that you can find them. When you find them, please let them know that the elder emo hour sent you Jason. Again, thank you so much. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Elder Emo Hours, and today we had Jason from Ivy Paint.